The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. These three Sundays, we have been reading the Sermon of the Mountain, Matthew 5, 6, 7. Last Sunday, 
we read the section on being salt and light. And the following Sunday, we'll hear about love for enemies and praying for our enemies. But today, Jesus gives us four basic teachings. One on anger, one on purity of sight, one on divorce, and one on oath. Is the whole Sermon of the Mountain is a kind of a summary of the teachings of Christ, the morality of Jesus, the lifetime that he proposes for us, his disciples. We cannot go through each of them, but I would just focus today on what Jesus is saying on the teaching on anger. Three highlights we can take from this gospel. The first one is, Jesus says that anger is a form of killing. He says, in the Old Testament you hear, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. So life is sacred, we should respect it, and if that is not the case, someone should be judged, says Jesus, in the Old Testament. But then he says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. In the first place, he says, I say to you, in a way he's claiming in an implicit way divinity. Because if the Old Testament says this, and then says, but I say to you, it means that I have the same and even higher authority than the Old Testament. It's very important always to remember, Jesus is not just a good moral teacher. He's not just one more teacher in the history of humanity. He's God in the flesh, speaking to us and teaching us how to live. But then he says, whoever is angry will be with his brother will be liable to judgment. With his brother. No, he's saying this teaching, especially for a Christian community. So it's anger with those who are close to you, those who live with you, those who work with you in a church community. So what Jesus is saying, when you get angry, you will be liable to judgment. So it's kind of equivalent to the Old Testament teaching on killing. Anger, it has this, if you kind of push it, this embryonic aspect of killing. Why? Joseph Pieper says that to love means to say this, I am happy that you exist. Or to love means my life is blessed because of you. But to hate means the opposite. I prefer that you would not exist. Maybe someone cuts you off in the road, you would not say, I want you to die. But in a way, in an embryonic form, you say, it would be better if you don't exist. To hate means my life is miserable because of you. Think of all the concrete manifestations of anger. People that betray you. People that are unpleasing. People that bother you at work. Family members you dislike. And so on and so forth. Traffic rage. In a way, they have this kind of aspect of anger and killing. I prefer that you would not exist. 
anger has this aspect of punishing. In order to kill, we need to first inflict punishment. So anger is this disordered inclination towards punishment. And in some cases of strong revenge, even to the literal sense of desiring the death of the other person. That's why a first way to counteract anger is to bless people. To bless is to wish good, to wish well, to wish life. So the first way to counteract anger is to bless those who make you angry. Paul says in Romans 12, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. That will be the homework, by the way. But the second thing Jesus says is that anger can escalate. Anger can begin in the inside, but then express in the outside. Because if you think of what Jesus is saying, he shows this progressive growth of anger. First, he says, if you are angry with your brother. In Spanish, it says, if you are irritated. Si estás irritado. So the first movement of anger is inside of you. It's like this inner annoyance, this irritation, this critical thought, this negative emotion, this shrinking of your heart. When you love, your heart expands, but when you get angry, your heart feels like tight. So that's how every movement of anger begins. You see something done to you or something not done to you, like there's something that triggers this inner movement. And if we don't stop it right away, it can keep growing, it can escalate. And that's why Jesus says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. That's the first level, inner irritation. But then he continues, whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to Sanhedrin. Raka means empty-headed. That's not a good thing to say to someone, no? like nothing is there, no? like, so if you do that, if your anger is expressed in words, you will be liable to the Sanhedrin. The community will judge you. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. So if you say, you're a stupid person, you also will be liable to uh, judgment. So Jesus is saying, be careful. Your anger can begin inside. And most of our movements of anger, they just stay in the inside. But then it can be expressed in angry words or angry actions. Either things we do or say, or either things we don't do or don't say. Because many times our anger is but not doing. If I don't show up to this meeting, it's a way of me punishing you. If I don't call you on this day, it's a way of me kind of punishing you. That's why something that is very important is that we should at least prevent the exterior expression of anger. We should also work in the interior. Jesus is always pointing to the change of heart. And for that reason, a very 
practical advice is never in your life act out of anger. Never in your life send an email if you're super angry. Never in your life kind of decide or say something if you're very angry. Someone told me, anger is like the hot soup. Imagine like you forgot to turn off the stove and the soup is boiling. You shouldn't drink it. It will burn your tongue, it will burn your inside. So let the soup cool down. Or if you like McDonald's, it's like McDonald's coffee, like it's always super hot, you need to let it cool down. So sometimes you are too kind of out of reason to say or do something. So let the soup cool down. The last thing Jesus says about anger is be proactive in seeking reconciliation. If you bring your gift to the altar and recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Jesus is saying you cannot remain in anger. You always need to be proactive in seeking reconciliation. You cannot remain in distance or in coldness with others. Always seek to shorten the gap. And Jesus even clarifies why he wants us to seek reconciliation. Obviously because he wants us to love one another and that's what leads us to unity, reconciliation. But also, Jesus is saying, if you are angry, you cannot worship me. If you come to Mass and you kind of had a fight with your wife or your husband because one of you was late coming out of the bathroom and whatever, like, well, that will not be the most prayerful Mass. If you had a fight with someone at work, well, and then you want to pray, it's difficult to pray. God is love, and whenever we want to contact him, our hearts, they have to be at peace. So Jesus says, well, before worshiping, you should be reconciled with one another. As we come to Mass, we ask forgiveness before communion, because to receive him, we need to be reconciled with one another. Also, Paul says in Ephesians 4 that another risk of not seeking reconciliation is opening the door to the enemy. Paul says, do not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. And a very practical advice, do not let the sun go on, set on your anger. So if you go to bed and you are angry, that's not a good thing. Try to seek reconciliation before the sun goes down. Because if you don't do that, you give an access point to the enemy. Once anger enters your heart, all other type of evil spirits can begin to um, dwell inside of you and also in your household. So either way, because of our desire to worship at peace or our the possibility of allowing the evil one to come in, we should be 
proactive in seeking reconciliation. So, for homework this week, whenever you feel a movement towards anger, choose to bless. As Paul says, bless your persecutors. Bless them, do not curse them. Just like it's a very practical, concrete way. And just I tell you, at least for me, many times when I give a homework, the Lord gives me a lot of opportunities to practice. So yesterday after Mass, I went to do a home blessing, and I was driving through Beaverton, and I see this guy who begins to be very close to me, like, and even doing lights, put me in the highlights, I don't know. I said, what is he doing? So I, I turned right because I had to turn right, and he turned right. And he did the same. And then I continue and I turn right again. The GPS was leading me. And he did the same and he was still doing light. So I started thinking how I'm going to defend myself and how I'm going to bless him at the same time. And he was almost there next to the house. And I thought the guy who I need to do the home blessing, he's a big guy. So I need to get quickly to the door and we'll do everything at the same time. Anyway. It was him because he knew I was going to get lost, get into his house, so he was waiting for me. So I didn't have to do the first one, but at least I, I was thinking how to bless him. So whenever you feel like a movement towards anger, like don't allow that desire to punish, to grow. Someone is late, well, God bless you, I love you. Someone cuts you off in traffic, God bless you. Keep all the five fingers up as you bless them, no? Like, uh, God bless you, like, your husband is very messy. Well, I love you. I, I, let's work on it, but today I, I will bless you. And that will make you a man, a, a woman of peace. Because that's what Jesus wants.